Alola, Bod. I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to the fifth. I wrote down third. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start, isn't it? That's a good start to any podcast. Perhaps I should do another take. No, barrel on through. Welcome to the fifth, 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 fifth in our series of spoiler special podcasts dedicated to diving deep into Obi-Wan Kenobi. The brand new, well, not brand new anymore, is it really? Mm-mm. It's been five weeks old. The old, <laughs> old Star Wars spin off TV show that brings back Ewan McGregor as everyone's favorite Jedi Master who isn't Yaddle. I'm running out of Jedi Masters really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Don Plo Koon, Don Kiari Mundi, Shock T. Did Kit Fisto. Shock T. Yeah. Mace Windu! Mace Windu. Mace motherfucking Windu is next week's. <laughs> That's right. This week, we will be talking about part five, Obi-Wan Kenobi part five, in which the Empire, see if you <laughs> stop me if you've heard this one before, folks, strikes back. Obi-Wan gets trapped in a cave. <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor recovers from his brush with death. Fader and Reva have something of a heated work dispute. <laughs> and Luke Skywalker has a lovely nap. Lovely stuff. Anyway, joining me to discuss this episode, which was directed, of course, as ever, by Deborah Chow, written by Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton, are two of my colleagues of such lethal cunning. James Dyer Anakin. is here. Anakin! <laughs> and, of course, Amon Woman. Hello there. Hello there. Amon Woman. That's a name I've not heard <laughs> since before lunch. <coughs> when we did the Top Gun Maverick spoiler special. Indeed we did. Yes. Anyway, uh, welcome both. So, part five, part five, part five. I thought, after last week's negative Nelliness, <laughs> that this week was a considerable upgrade in quality. Still things that I can quibble Gonjin with, and still things that I yeah I can query and question and pick at and const- and can and criticize constructively. But by and large, I I thought this was a a more satisfying episode. Amon, do you agree? <laughs> I do. I really, really enjoyed this episode, especially the last 15 minutes. I think they're really, really cool. I think, especially for Reva, this was a fantastic episode. Loved her uh, new dynamic, I guess, to a point with Obi-Wan. Given what is revealed about her character, even though to a large point we suspected what it was, it was cool to... And I had that out in the open. And some of the action in the final 50 minutes is just, especially when it comes to one Lord Vader, is very, very cool. I really enjoyed that part. All right. And now to Darth, <laughs> Darth Negative Nelly. <laughs> Darth Dyer. Darth Dyer. I think it was definitely a large step up from the previous week's episode. I sense a butt coming. I, I, let's just say that I, I was trying to canvas opinions this morning. So I came to the office this morning and I went up to Chris Lops and I said, am I a miserable bastard? To which yes. he said, yes, <laughs> without asking for any context at all. And I said, no, 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 let me finish the sentence. Uh, and I said, you know, cause, cause I said, I just, I just like the new, even the new Obi-Wan that people are now raving about. I'm like, I'm just not feeling it. And he was like, yes, you're an idiot. It was brilliant. Maybe you're dead like, inside. Maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. Cause I'm trying cause I, you know, I was watching it. And I just thought, I'm just not on board with this series at all. Like it started really well for me. And I really was on board, but I like, 
I just can't. This 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 episode had good stuff in it, and I don't think we should take that away from it. And it tried to do a couple of new things, which I did appreciate. But I'm just like as. You will understand from the fact that I watch, you know, because of the Pilot TV podcast, I watch an awful lot of television. And it just feels to me like in an age where television has never been better, this is not punching above its weight. It's not even punching its weight. Like, it feels like it's it's slightly regressive to me in terms of quality, even by the same standards of what uh, Disney have been doing with their Star Wars shows. I mean, Boba Fett aside, it feels like it's just not living up to its potential. And that's annoys me and I do wonder whether it's the sense that for me because Star Wars is so important and I think I touched on this last week it's like it's so important for me that I have very high standards for it I expect a lot I have very high expectations for what this could be for what it should be and so just being okay isn't enough like I need this to fire on every conceivable cylinder really <laughs> I need it to be transcendental because it should be Whereas something like Mandalorian I think my expectations were actually quite moderate for it and it vastly surpassed them and this, I think my expectations were considerably higher, and it's undercut them by quite a margin. So that's my way of saying I am not entirely on board, and I apologise in advance to all of the listeners who are already irritated that I'm going to be maybe less than enthused. So, <laughs> but, it's not, but, but it's not hate. It's not hate. You're not feeling the hate I don't hate it you. because fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to, well, this. But no, no, it's not, I'm not. I, I don't hate it. I, but well, in the same way that, you know, like if, if I'm trying to think of a good analogy and I've got nothing. So what I'll simply say is this, uh, I don't hate it, but I'm disappointed in it. In the way that a parent is disappointed with an errant child. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm looking at it disapprovingly. I've grounded it. I've docked his pocket money. It's not getting a PlayStation 5. Basically, basically Zach Efron, GIF, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, Energy. it's it's that. It's, okay. it's that for me. It comes from a place of love. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, Amon, so what was good about this week's episode? What did, what did you like about it? Should we start at the beginning? I was going to say start at the end. But... Nah, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Let's, let's do this. Because I, I try and do this as chronologically mm. as possible. Then you balance. Right. Uh, you should well, get in the way. We start with a flashback to, although not actually a flashback to, just a mm. flashback where Anakin and his mature... Anakin! Where, Anakin! Where uh, Obi-Wan and his mature student, Anakin, <laughs> who uh, rocks up <laughs> without any attempt at you thing. Uh, my you've grown. Looking, yeah, my you've grown. Grown more middle-aged, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was an odd. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wondering why they didn't attempt to euthanize. Why didn't they euthanize Anakin? <laughs> they should have uh, euthanized Hayden Christensen because it was quite glaring. Like, because because Ewan doesn't look vastly different. Like, it's fine. You know, even though he's supposed to be like 78 years old or whatever he is in this series. <laughs> but Anakin, obviously, yes. Yeah. Anakin, well, so okay, so okay, all right, okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> so this is we start we start on Coruscant. And we start in the Jedi Temple. Yes. And we with a lovely view, daytime view of, yes. of the, the city. Oh, I was going to say, what is the city of Coruscant? Because it's one city. The whole planet is a city. It's a one yeah. city. So mm. is it just called Coruscant? Yeah. Presumably. That's confusing. How do they do postcodes? Don't know. How do they do streets? Don't know. More importantly, I have a health and safety issue. You should not be practicing with live lightsabers. That seems very unwise. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But what are you going to do? Use sticks? Yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> well, you're not trusting in a. You're not trusting in your abilities as a Jedi. You're not. You're not trusting your Padawan. Yeah, but Anakin's a bit of a hot rod rogue element. Like he's swinging at Obi Wan's legs. He could have lopped one off quite easily. <laughs> he he could have done. He he could have. Well, he could have done lots of things. But okay, so 
We start in the Jedi Temple. We start with uh, Anakin and Obi Wan, Obi Wan, and Obi Wan, and uh, they are. When when is this? So looking at the hairstyles, is this post Attack of the Clones? Yeah, I mean, fifteen uh, years. Exactly. <laughs> like, all I can say is like, it's back when Anakin's a Padawan, except presumably he had an extremely heavy night <laughs> the previous evening, and therefore looks like a man in his forties. Oh, that's yeah. harsh. That's harsh. In terms of why they didn't de-age him, my guess is that it's harder to do that when they're doing the movements that they are doing in this particular flashback. Normally, when we see uh, de-aging like really successful ones they're not sort of like in the thick of action doing all these very vigorous sort of movements in this scene they are so i think attempting this is me just guessing i can but i think attempting to to do that in this scene would have made it even more distracting if they hadn't or maybe it's a more difficult form of de-aging i don't know yeah. kind of you know <sighs> How the best way to do it is so like you've got the kind of de aging where you're someone's pretty old and you're smoothing out their skin so mm. they look younger, and then you've got the sort of facial mapping which they've done in Stranger Things where they map Millie Bobby Brown's face onto a younger actor, which didn't, uh, which wasn't we, very good. We, it's it's it look it has an uncanny valley quality to it, but I think mm. quality wise it's actually okay. Mm. It's just a bit freaky, and I wonder whether they were just like we don't need to do that. Let's mm. just let's mm. just people people just go on with it. Yeah. Not everyone's as pedantic as you know yeah. me, but like. Even without the de-aging, I love uh, the presence of the flashback sequences in this episode. Because to me, in addition to everything else that we get, we get in a, we're getting a chess match between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Anakin. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Vader in this episode, which even though they don't meet face-to-face -face, at least in the present day, the chess match that they're going through, like who knows each other who, who knows the other the best who knows what the other one's going to do what should we do to counter that all of that stuff was really really cool to me i enjoyed that i liked it from the, the um point of view and that they they thread the flashback all the way through the episodes and you know we see early on that it's it's fader who's remembering this mm. it's not obi-wan obi-wan Obi -Wan. Who's, who's remembering this and that's really interesting because the show, the episode, I think at least, tries to fool you into thinking that Obi-Wan has the high ground. Obi-Wan has, mm -hmm. has the lesson, the lesson that's being taught in the flashback is that Fader, Anakin slash Fader is, can be blind to things and can focus on one thing to the detriment of all others and can be blindsided as a result. And that's what Obi-Wan is banking on. And it's what Reva is banking on at the end of the episode. Uh, but of course, it mm -hmm. isn't. So Fader mm -hmm. has actually taken a lesson from Lee's flashbacks and has kept his eyes open and is wise to Reva's treachery and has been for some while. It doesn't just seem like it's it's something that he's just cottoned onto, mm -hmm. that it's, you know, he has been playing the long game. Because Anakin, uh, Anakin Obi-Wan <laughs> even says it. He says that, you know, he doesn't have the patience. He will attack immediately. He doesn't have the patience. But clearly, this is a different Fader, someone who's who's content to play the long game. Did you notice that at one point, just before he ignites his lightsaber for the little training thing in the flashback, you see the top of Obi-Wan's lightsaber and it's just filled in? Like it's just flat metal with a tiny little dot in the middle. Like it's weird. It doesn't look like the proper end of a lightsaber. Really? And I was like, I was like, is this like a the prop that's not supposed to be held in that direction? I don't know if I'm making that, but that really threw me in the time I'm imagining this. At the very that? beginning of the show. Right. 
That's uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. I've seen it twice. This, unlike last week, I wonder if seeing the episode a second time, which I still haven't gone back and revisited part four. I wonder if that would have helped me come to terms with the episode or or like the episode a little bit more. But I've seen this episode twice, but I didn't notice that. Mm-mm. So I'll maybe go back and check it out a third time. Who knows? But I, I liked that flashback and I liked what it what it, what it said about the characters mm-hmm. and that Obi Wan has been in stasis essentially for the last ten years, whereas Vader. Has has hasn't been. He has he has changed in in ways that Obi Wan can't possibly imagine because he hasn't been privy to it. He hasn't been he hasn't been even aware that that Vader's alive. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty neat, and it factors in to yeah, fuck it. Let's not go chrono- chronologically <laughs> um, because the the big revelation of the episode revelation. That's <laughs> good. It is a revelation. I'm not entirely sure how much this one holds up to scrutiny if you really really take a look at it but that that Reva is actually not trying to hunt down Obi-Wan Kenobi Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, but she is instead trying to get close to Darth Vader in order to take her shot at him this 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 is one of many things that annoyed me because there are so many things in this that just don't really hang together from an internal logic point of view. She's been in a room with Vader multiple times. You know, presumably it's not that difficult for her to get access to him, really. And it's just like, she's like, oh, you're hunting him. She fucking works for him. Have an appraisal. Kill him during your appraisal. I don't know. It's just, it, it just, that didn't really work for me. Unless she's like, is she trying to find a thing? I need to kill him, but only when he's sufficiently distracted by something he's obsessed with. I'm being charitable and maybe saying that that's, Jimbo, it's that's exactly for. one that was, though. You come with a king, you best I not mean, miss, right? Yeah. Listen, she's going to get one chance at this. Uh, she fucked it. But, you know, that's the thing, but she gets, she's going to get one chance at it. And uh, Okay, so I'm, I've got lots of lots of questions about where we're going in the last episode. Yeah. Um, whether Reva Tatooine, is, I think, is where we're going. Mm, but, I think yeah. we're going to Tatooine. I would imagine we're maybe also going to somewhere else. Don't forget, we've got to go to Naboo to pick up Jar Jar Binks. True. And we've got to go back to Coruscant <laughs> to pick up uh, and check in on Elan Slees Bagano. Two cameos that I'm, <laughs> I'm furious we're not going to get because I now have come to terms with the fact that Jar Jar is not going to appear in this. I'm concerned Master Qui-Gon is not going to make an appearance. I think he will. He will. He will. He better do. This is an Amon and Chris <laughs> guarantee that is double strength, that is more impact, that's like 100% pure. Okay, good. Okay, good. so that's going to happen. Now. So I think, you know, what's going to happen next week? Is Reva still alive? Because as we've clearly seen, sucking chest wounds ain't what they used to be. Honestly, <laughs> to, to I mean, <laughs> everyone in the Star Wars universe can we just finish the job? Finish the job, James. <laughs> I mean, Obi-Wan... Buy me a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Obi-Wan doesn't finish the job. Bad shit happens. Anakin turns to Vader. For England, Alex. <laughs> this one. I don't know why that was your shirt. <laughs> anyway, go on. Reaver, Grand Inquisitor. Doesn't finish the job. Bad things happen. Inquisitor's back. Reaver, Darth Vader. Doesn't finish the job. He was still alive. Probably bad things going to happen. But well, Vader, so he can handle it. But still, finish the job. Yeah, but also like <laughs> gaping chest wounds. Can we please talk about gaping chest wounds? Either Wait. either blaster rifles kill you or they fucking don't. Yeah. Stormtroopers get routinely shot and through armor and just fall down dead. <laughs> and yet Indira of armor just takes a, a nasty gut wound and just still has enough time to whip out a thermal detonator. 
Uh, I was like, it's yeah, fine. But, Again, it's fine. It's fine. It's a very <laughs> minor thing. But I suppose it's because the stormtroopers all just drop down instantly dead the second they're shot absolutely anywhere. It bothered me a little bit from an inconsistency. If point you're a stormtrooper, you're just doing it for the cash. That's true. <laughs> I think They've a lot like of commitment. they just muster out the second they, they they just get they just get hit. They just go, dead. That's it. I'm done. Can yeah. I have my money now? It's like Quasar or Paintball. You have to go yeah. off once you're hit. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. it. Whereas with it, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Tyler later on. But uh, let's talk about. Uh, Reva and and sucking chest wounds and all that sort of stuff because I think Qui Gon Jinn succumbs to a sucking chest wound. Uh, he gets stabbed, of course, by Darth Maul with a lightsaber mm-hmm. in the Phantom Menace, and in not a not too dissimilar a place to where the Grand Inquisitor was stabbed in at the end of Episode. Two? But we don't know anything about Poe biology, do we? This Maybe. is true. We don't. His heart could be up his arse yeah. or, you know. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a real man stopper. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Possibly. And, and so that is the Grand Inquisitor from the Blur Blur. The Blur Blur. Yeah. Yes, which we it's were discussing because we were mm. like, is this the Grand Inquisitor of the Blur Blur? And it is. It is. He's yeah. back. He's no friend of mine, that's for sure. <laughs> With friends like these, et cetera, et cetera. Come on, come on, you love it. You I love will a pun. not sanction this Blur Blur tomfoolery <laughs> anymore. It's called the Clone Wars. That is what I'm going to uh, And Rebels. And Rebels. Yeah, and sure. Rebels. I can't believe you've got Rebels. Unbelievable. <laughs> you were no fan of the Blur Blur. <laughs> oh, gosh. Absolute disgrace. Do anyway. You watch, do you watch Resistance? No. So, oh, hang on. <gasps> Are you being Blur Blur elitist? <laughs> Is there something about Resistance that doesn't make it on a par with the other Blur Blurs? <laughs> no, it is on my list. I will get to it. That was said very Darth Vader-y, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, to know that this doesn't work out once, you know, if James Earl Jones needs to stand in, I can... I can the I can. Blur Blur is not as forgiving as I am. <laughs> Anywho, Reva, Shashika stabbed, presumably with, yeah. with the lightsaber. So Fader stabbed with the lightsaber in, through the, in the part of the chest, which manages to avoid the heart, yeah. the lungs, the and, kidney, and any other liver, organs, any yes. vital organs, or mm. indeed major arteries. So, mm. you know... So maybe Fader's given her one last chance. Maybe there is some goodness in it within him. <laughs> no. <laughs> but can we can we talk about Reva versus Vader? Because man, Vader is just a bad mama jammer. He's just he's just so cool. He's a what? <laughs> he's a bad, bad mama jammer. He's a bad mama jammer. Yeah. It's wasn't near, he, it's wasn't near, he a bounty hunter? I'm confused. It's near Tatooine, isn't it? <laughs> what's, a bad, what's a bad mama jammer? Bad motherfucker. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. I mean. Where is his lightsaber? I'm confused. What? Vader's lightsaber? Yeah. I Where think he's it? just choosing not to use it. But then why does he use Reavers? Like, if you're going to use your own... Well, it's like shit. shit. Well, I mean, it's like, what? It's just the ultimate, like, you know, I am that good. I don't even need to draw my own lightsaber to deal with you. My lights... You're not worthy of me using my lightsaber is, is essentially what Vader's doing in that scene. Yeah. He's I, like, he's not, he's not even, you know, using the force to dodge. It's cool. And it's awesome. It's cool. I mean, I'm not going to take it away from it. It's cool because it's also, it's something new. It's something we haven't seen before. And it does make it, I mean, the fact that he clearly forgets how to do that. <laughs> Let's, you know, just push that aside. See, see, you're but, doing so well, no, no, but, you're, but, doing, but, like, you're being so, so positive for about 10 seconds again, and then he had to. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> though it smacks a touch of the kind of the Rogue One. It's like, oh, what can we write about Vader? Let's make him super cool, ultimate badass thing, right? That thing. But, but, it works. It's effective on screen. It's good. I have some issues with his other deployment of force powers. The way he pulls a ship out of the sky, rips the guts out of the ship, then just watches another one take <laughs> off and makes absolutely no attempt to stop that. I think, oh, no, I've done my thing now. I'm just going to watch this one go away. That, that kind of thing just irritates me because it's like, come on, consistency, people. There's, there's a little bit of that. There's also a little bit of, I'm, I'm, I'm with you to an extent, uh, in that uh, I don't like this red conning or fed conning. 
of of Vader's powers uh, or his Dave prowess, if you will, <laughs> because I just think, why are you looking at me in such a strange manner? I think that was an excellent gag. How you're wished. It was, wasn't it? It was pretty good. How you're wished, youngling. I will finish my thought and then you can you can you can verbalize that face. Okay. <laughs> you can verbalize it. For let the record show that Amon is looking at me in a manner that looks like he I, I, like he's horrified. I've uh, insulted his mama jamma or something. I don't know exactly. The one said that. Never asked to see someone's mama jamma on a podcast. Oh I insulted his mama jamma. His mama so his, his 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 mother jother. Oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So that moment where he comes in yeah. and he literally drags a yeah. spaceship out of the sky. Size matters not, Chris. But I know size matters not. I know we see Yoda pick up the the X wing and on Dagobah, and I know he's nine hundred years old. And you know, if he's if he could do that when he's nine hundred, then Fader at the peak of his yeah. powers should be able to do his Dave prowess again. Mm. I'm going to say it again because that was a fucking good pun. <laughs> By the way, and he gave it the respect it deserves, and you uh-huh. did not. You were just staring at me in a weird way. Yeah, because well, I'm, 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 I'm letting you finish. It, All right, no, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I just, I think it, I think it's, it, it does smack a little bit of, you know, just kind of shifting the goalposts slightly. And I, I, I get it. And George Lucas did the same whenever Qui Gon and Obi Wan suddenly just sip down that corridor in the Phantom Menace at the speed of light, and you go, yeah. "What the fuck? This is a happen? new thing that you've <laughs> never done since." <laughs> I didn't know Jedi could do this. And he, he obviously, you know, he said, you know, with the original trilogy, that you know, oh, Luke was like a young, uh, you know, young Jedi, and you know, the other guys were really old. You know, that's what he said, and in exactly that tone of voice, <laughs> and. So, you know, we're seeing Jedi at the peak of their powers or Sith at the peak of their powers. But even so, pulling something like that, that size out of the sky and then ripping it apart. That just feels a little bit like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Vader did this because he's the ultimate badass rather than using his powers the way he does in Empire Strikes Back, where he is, you know, he jokes people across space, which is pretty damn cool. But I don't know, this more showy... Fader that started with Rogue One, I'm not wild about. I will say there was some great Fader iconography in this episode because he just he looks amazing. I love him on the bridge of the reflect, Star the reflections of bridge cool. and mm. the way the camera pans around mm. them when they're in hyperspace and you know and you just hear James L. Jones's voice coming yep. out of that that body. And I do wonder if Hayden Christensen's in the the armor at any point during the conversational scenes. Mm. I wonder if it is him. Rather than the uh, the the fighting scenes, I don't think it's him moonwalking and stuff when he's when he's when he's, when he's fighting with the force. But I, yeah, I I I slide quibbles with with Fader's use of the force. And initially, I was like, "Wow, there was a second ship." And so the second time I watched it, I was checking the hangar to see if, if there was a second ship, and there was. Mm. Okay, yeah. verbalizing. Why were you staring at me in horror? James, have you played Star Wars: The Force Unleashed? Yes. You know that that was a homage to the Force Unleashed with what Vader was doing. But it doesn't matter. Like doing a homage to a video game, which is just, a video game, does not in any way make it work better with internal logic. I'm just, I, I, I love uh, seeing Vader, seeing Vader. I love seeing Vader in badass mode. I thought that was really, really cool. And the Vogue One scene that you mentioned, I thought that was really, really good too. I like seeing him uh, in this mode because it, you know, really underlines how powerful he is to other people in the universe. And like, but okay, yeah. take the Rogue One scene. What uh, is it that stops him at the end of that scene? A fucking the, closed door. A fucking closed door. The man can rip the side of a spaceship, but he can't open a door. I try. And then when he opens the door, when he gets through the door in A New Hope, he's suddenly forgotten how to <laughs> destroy people with a lightsaber. He's just, you know, admittedly he's picking people up by the necks and 
crushing them and throwing them against walls they, and stuff. They didn't but, have the technology then to, to make Vader... It, yes, sure, but, sure. But, and we that doesn't all mean, know this. Just because you have the technology logic. now mm. doesn't mean that you should do that because yeah, it just they doesn't spend fit. so much time thinking about whether they could. I can mm. never get this quote right. So. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't stop to think about whether they should or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I can never get that quote yeah. right. It is Where's absolutely... Where's Malcolm when you need him? <laughs> yeah, he's not here, that's for sure. That is for damn sure. He's doing some sort of lecture. That's what he's doing and getting a standing ovation at the end of it. I think the first far outweigh the cons on the whole Vader I, ultimate badass season. But, but did it not annoy you that he did that stuff with the ship and then the other ship takes off and he just watches it go? Well, James, if you've played the, the game Star Wars, The Force oh, Unleashed, boy. you will know that you have it, 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 it was recharging his power was on cooldown yeah his power was on cooldown clearly that's what it was yeah. Yeah. So okay, what we, we just needed to see Fader's force meter at yeah. the top and yeah. it was like oh. 40% it was like oh I need 50% to do that can't do oh. it. you guys are focusing on a little tiny annoyance of a really cool scene yes, and yes, a really yes. badass right. moment and I don't get that you're right we are being utterly unreasonable expecting you know internal consistency and, and logic that's, 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 that's very unreasonable of us sorry alright Darth Dyer mm-hmm. so Reva, let's, Reva. Talk, let's, let's interrogate. Okay, I have, a, I have another. A I have another bit okay. of lightsaber pedantry for you. Oh here. lord! This is well. Like, this is my job. I'm going full dark side on this one. So, so Vader nicks her lightsaber, snaps it in half, which is cool. Keeps half of it to fight with, gives her the other half. But then, when she's lying on the floor, her lightsaber is whole again. How did that work? Unless I imagined that. It, 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 he doesn't snap it in half, does he? Because it's a double-ended lightsaber. So it's detachable. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like magnets. So, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And it's, so it just gets put back together again at some point. Yeah. yeah. Because whenever they whenever they have the, the double-bladed thing... By the way, where was Fifth Brother this week? I wondered if there was a scene with uh, Fifth Brother where he mm. finds out that Reva is now the Grand Inquisitor because that would have been a nice little moment of, mm. of comedy redundant. to play. Well, presumably he'll come back into it next week because mm, they'll yeah. they'll need all the inquisitors they can get to do whatever it is they're doing. Um, but you know, so whenever they take their their blades apart, their lightsabers apart, they they store them on their backs. They're mm-hmm. clearly in two separate halves, uh, so they must, I, I, isn't it? No, I see it's the circle. You see it as a circle on some of their backs. I always yeah, you know, circle, but they're still in two parts, aren't they? No, I think it's just the one circle, and it's got both of the little things on either end. But I know I know they are detachable. You're right because you've seen them individually in their hands as well. So yeah, 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 I think you are right. I think it is a detachable thing. He didn't break yeah. it, you're right. It's yeah. a detachable yeah. thing. So, But I'm just not sure when it got put back together again. I must have missed that. Well, I don't That's think... He, I, I, I think he just, he, just, he just takes it apart. So yeah, he, he, apart, doesn't, he doesn't smack, he doesn't them, destroy it. And then when he beats her again, he sort of forces the lightsaber out of her hand and he has two lightsabers. Yeah. 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 No, no, I, no, that sequence was was acceptable. <laughs> Gosh, it's like drawing blood from a stone. Yeah. <laughs> I have notes, but I'll let it pass. Uh, should we talk more about about Reva? Because uh, Reva was the big revelation mm. of this episode. I have to mm. say that you know we had we had guessed that she was going to be one of the younglings that we saw in the opening scene of the entire show back in episode one. Master Skywalker. Uh, I didn't see coming that she wasn't really after Kenobi even yeah. though she kind of still is mm. uh, but she was actually trying to get herself into position to kill to assassinate Lord Fader yeah. even though we talked about it last week remember I went oh the person she's got to have beef with <laughs> yeah. is Anakin Skywalker yeah. the guy who yeah. killed her, uh, her mm-hmm. killed her mates and mm-hmm. left her for dead so that's the guy she's got to have beef with turns out she did mm-hmm. yeah, yeah she did I, I feel like Moses Ingram has been underserved by the writing of that character. 
I didn't enjoy her interrogation scene at all, or the fact that she was, it was like, I am on the verge of, I'm about, oh, hang on, I'm being distracted because someone wants to talk to me in the other room. Like, mm. I, I didn't like that. And in this one, again, I felt like, you know, it was a big revelation. We were understanding her motivation. We were understanding her art, but it just all felt a little bit thin and not particularly well thought through, which is kind of my, I think that's partly my issue with this whole series. It feels that everything's very thin and surface level. And even now, at the end, only now, at the end, do you understand? <laughs> Perhaps that will be the case next week. But at the moment, I still don't know what the show is doing or, crucially, why it is doing it. Like, I don't think this show has has made the case for its existence. I liked uh, the Viva, the Viva-lation. I, too, did not see the fact that she was uh, actually hunting Vader. Part of me, initially, when I heard that, I was like, okay, but... Is that worth all the death and destruction that you've caused other younglings <laughs> to get to your goal? The ends um, do not justify the means they in this do case, not. I would say. Yeah, they do not. Like she's turned into a screaming bell end. Yeah. yeah. Um, which seems a little bit harsh. It's interesting though, if you go back and look at the show, there's a point there's a point where I feel like she could have avoided a lot of what was coming. And I'd be fascinated to go back and see exactly how much bloodshed she is directly responsible for. And I thought there was a point in this episode where it seemed like she might be teetering on the edge of... Um, she kind of does uh, ally to an extent with Obi-Wan. I also think that she might think that he betrays her at the end, which is something I want to talk about in terms of you know Bale's... Because she's clearly not dead at yeah. the end of the episode and, mm. and Bale's... Uh, message. So remind me to get back to that because there was a point last week where I said you guys remind me to talk about something towards the end of the episode and you didn't. So <laughs> I had to end up cutting it out. No, but, <laughs> so trying to remind, remind me to talk about Reva and how I think she feels betrayed by Obi-Wan at the end of this episode because it's not where I'm talking about right now. Okay, But oh. I think there's a moment in this episode where her soul if such a thing exists in Star <laughs> Wars could be saved. And it's that conversation with Obi-Wan, which I really liked, which was either side of the of the blast doors and they're having this conversation. Open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, <laughs> realizes that, you know, she is a youngling. And, you know, we could we could basically defeat him together. And he says it later on more overtly, but there's there's a moment there. And then she decides to just, no, no, fuck this. I'm going to go through the doors and... You know, and order my stormtroopers to execute all these relatively, you know, poor and innocent rebels who have been huddled there for 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 ages, despite the fact that they have two ships that they could have escaped on. Um, but that was—I will, I will say this—that was another moment. This, this uh, writing not very good. You spend all this time trying to blast through these blast doors, these gigantic guns. Only four. Yeah. It's <laughs> Lightsaber. Like, you could have done that open. in the beginning. Yeah. What are you doing? Also, don't fucking conspire within earshot of fucking <laughs> six dozen stormtroopers. It's like, oh, let's just lower our voices ever so slightly. <laughs> and then they went here. I don't know why I'm turning Stephen Grant. But, and then they how went here that we're plotting against them. Yeah. Now, how do I know? Because I want to kill Vader. I'm not actually working for him. Uh, oh, cheers, bruv, yeah. But it's, just, it's yeah. just like, seriously, and the Stormtroopers are not thinking, why is she whispering in his ear, although not, like, stage whispering in his ear. Well, I guess they don't, they can't quite hear what they're doing. I thought they were going to maybe speak telepathically. 
telepathically using the force I thought they were going to maybe do that for for a second but you know it does I think it does raise questions about Reva how deep she is in this like if you go back and look at the at the the show for example you know am I right in thinking the only person we've actually seen her kill was and even then that was the fuck up uh, was the Grand Inquisitor Uh, we Mm. see Benny Safdie get killed at the well we see his body but we don't know how she's about to torture a 10 year old at one point. She, she, That's true. She is about that to is kill Benny Safdie before the Grand Inquisitor stops her. So yeah. Okay, no, that's, that's a that's a fair point. And then he throws a, a small obstacle in her path and she's like, oh, I can't possibly get around that. <laughs> Off yeah. he goes. Off he goes. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a good point. Because I was wondering, could she, for example, have come clean to Obi-Wan at the end of episode two? Because if her goal and his goal are the same goal, and she doesn't really want to kill him because she doesn't really want to hunt down Jedi, not really. She wants to hunt down a Sith. So could she have said at the end of episode two, by the way, you know, when she's taunting him, she goes, oh, you didn't know that he was alive. And what I'm trying to say is like, how much of what she's saying and doing as a front or how much of her now has been corrupted by... Yeah, that is the question. But I mean, I think, as you say, she still feels very angry towards Jedi and towards Obi-Wan, especially. She knows that Anakin was his Padawan. Anakin! And... <laughs> I let the Obi-Wan go, but... <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Um, and <laughs> she knows that that person was his Padawan. And so she still feels like, I mean, I would not be surprised if there is a Reva Obi-Wan showdown in episode six, especially given uh, that she now knows that something that he values is on Tatooine. So put it that way. Yeah, I just, I cannot see a way that she makes it out of this show. The only way I can see her making it out of the show is if they do announce, they do a full Loki and they announce Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. Mm. That's the only way I can see this, this, her story stretching on beyond this. Because nobody but Obi-Wan, Yoda, Bale, and of course Owen Lars can possibly know of the existence of Luke Skywalker before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. It's, it, otherwise, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't, you know, because all she's seen is Bale's uh, message. She's seen Tatooine. She's seen Owen. She doesn't even know that Owen, as far as I know, unless he says his name to her in the, in the first episode. I haven't gone back so. to check. I'm not so sure she knows that that's the guy she was interrogating in, in full view of everyone else in the yeah. first episode. So I, you know, but I just, so she's got to go to Tatooine next week. For what purpose? To what end? To look at this kid? But she doesn't really know the significance of this kid. Does anyone else know? Is this, does Obi-Wan, for example, pick up on the bad vibes or being sent his way at the end of the episode and think, oh shit, they've got to get out of the situation, first of all, where they're basically stranded in space. They can't go anywhere in a hurry. They've got the Empire just behind them. Mm. Where's he going to go next? Does he want to go then? Does he pick up on her bad vibes and go, oh my God, looks in danger. I must go. I will say to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Did he learn nothing from the phone hacking scandal? Delete your voicemails for the love of Christ or password protect them in some fashion. So if you've got something that massively incriminates an imperial senator and gives away the location of this boy, like, do 
don't leave it on your phone and then just give your phone to a guy who is a very shady criminal type who you've met once to look after. Mm. And just, all the guy had to do was keep yeah. the damn thing in his pocket. Well, he fucked like it up, big, didn't he? Yeah, well, I know he did, but it wasn't mm. a big task. Although I will say, I was I was pleased to see the return of Kamal Manjani. That, uh, that As was I. Didn't think he had That's a lot to do, but yeah. it was nice to have him there. He's not so, a babysitter. Speaking of hacking, Leia has been going on about Lola for four episodes. Yeah. Lola is hacked. Lola gets up to some bad stuff. You can tell because the eye goes evil. It goes red. <laughs> right. But at no point does she wonder in this episode where Lola is until Lola pops up when she's trying to fix the damn thing. I'm like, you've been going on about this Lola and you didn't even like, well, there's, there's no where's Lola, there's no nothing until stuff goes down. I know it's a very stressful situation. There's a lot going on. But still, if you've established that over the course of these last four episodes, mm. I expect at least a line or two alluding to where yeah. Lola is. Uh, it did, it didn't, me. I'll be honest, that didn't occur to me or take me out of the episode, but that's a good point. Um, the, only person, the only person she uh, inquires about is, is Tala. She goes, where's Tala? Mm. And Obi-Wan leans down and goes, Tala uh, blew herself to smithereens <laughs> and is currently spread across the walls of that tunnel over there. It was quite horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 Ice Cube Jr. had a bowcaster, and that's cool. <laughs> Ice Cube Jr. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, he did. He did indeed. I thought Tana's sacrifice was well done. I think in the Avama. You always were an asshole, Gorman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think in the Avama did a really good job of that character. The storytelling in overall, in general, could have been. Uh, could have been a little bit better because I think at a certain point it got a bit repetitive but she brought a lot of heart to that character and I enjoyed seeing how capable she was in action um, so mm. yeah she will be missed not and, the best at finding cover in the middle of a firefight no. I'll be, I'll be, no. I'll be no. honest like, she's standing in the middle of the corridor <laughs> shooting at stormtroopers like hide behind a box or something you know it's yeah. basic basic firefight one. big droid hide behind the big droid yeah. poor old Ned Beatty he went as well <laughs> Very, very sad. And he shut down and his little head drooped and went, ooh, and powered down for the last time. Yeah. And then she takes out, she's holding a thermal detonator. Yato, yato. And then we get to see why people are so afraid of those in Return of the Jedi, because they don't fuck around no. those things. So, they do not. Yeah. So that was that was good. I, I enjoyed that bit. You know, we, you know she, she didn't get to add any more notches to her little holster, but in the way she kind of did. Shall I talk about why I think that Reva may feel she's been betrayed by Obi-Wan? Go for it. All I right. have an idea of what you're about to say. Well, it's just that Obi-Wan goes off and he gets this incredible, <laughs> suddenly this, this incredible boost of confidence. There's suddenly out of nowhere he's like, I can fight Darth Vader and I don't need a lightsaber or a blaster <laughs> <laughs> or indeed a communicator. And he goes, there are other ways to fight. And he goes off and basically what he does is he turns Reva into a, a bomb that he then primes and points at Fader, and then it gets the fuck out of Dodge before it goes off. Does it though? I, I think it does. That, that was her plan all along. Like, if it was, they must have well, whispered to each other telepathically. <laughs> well, the, the thing about that and the whole uh, Obi-Wan turning Reva against Vader, Obi-Wan says, we can finish this together. together. That's the job, James. <laughs> and then he's, he fucks off, yeah. as you say, to leave Reva Very alone. Very I mean, Which is not to say that, you know, Reva... And Obi-Wan versus Vader would have turned out any differently um, for Vader because he is that dude, as we've seen. Well, two of them are wreathed in plot armor. We, you know, so that's that's. But still, be Vader is not losing that fight. Isn't he? 
I think him against Obi-Wan and Reva, he's got his work cut out Did for him, you surely? see the guy wasn't even using his lightsaber yeah, for Reva? Yeah, but that's because they just gave him sort of deus ex bollocks magic powers for yes. no particular reason. He's using, using my, using my, And he's Obi-Wan fucking Kenobi! He's the one who taught him powers. everything he knows! Using my incredible uh, powers of Fedconning, I have now given Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi a 10-point boost uh, yeah. to his, uh, to his Jedi powers. He's an Obi-Wan who is still getting to no, grips, still Obi-Wan reconnecting with the Force. can do something he can't. He could have made those little Force noises is behind him to distract him and then twied him with a lightsaber so it would have been fine <laughs> they still have to have the showdown though I have to be honest two. if I'm playing a video game of Star Wars and you've gone down the skill tree and that is the force power you've chosen you're a fucking idiot <laughs> oh, but, but fallen no. order I get that reference I understood I understood that reference but no if you've any but. Jedi power battles references in there I've played that game as well I have not played what was it called? The Force Unleashed? Yeah. Or oh, The well, Force Unleashed 2. What happens in that? That's, that's Darth the, Vader's secret apprentice. Does the Force get unleashed? <laughs> it does, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, what happens in that? It's, 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 the focus is more on Force powers than on lightsaber combat. Right. But you play Darth Vader's uh, secret apprentice. Mm-hmm. Alan Sugar. Yes, that's right. You are fired at the end. Spoiler. Wow, that's Sam amazing. Whitwer, fantastic yeah. voice of Darth Maul in The Clone Wars. But not, the as, but not as good as... Peter Serafinowicz, the original voice. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last. Gooey Jedi. (laughs) There's a fun thing that um, Sam Witwer did at uh, Star Wars Celebration. There's a signature line that uh, Darth Maul has in Rebels, (laughs) where he basically screams, Kenobi! uh, Wow, what a signature line that was. (laughs) wonder how they came up with that. Oh my gosh. If you know what I'm talking about, as people will who listen to this podcast, they will understand what I mean. These guys, you don't understand the gravity of what I just said, but it's fine. Guys, guys, look what I just wrote. Look what I just wrote. This is amazing. And then then Darth Maul says, Kenobi! Hold on to your shit. Wow, that's amazing. Should we take take an early lunch? Let's take an early lunch. I'm sold, I'm sold. You and I, we should go and watch the Blur Blur immediately after we finish I, with this honestly, podcast. Honestly, when I get to that moment, fucking that signature line, which is, and I cannot emphasize this enough, <laughs> the surname of a major character. <laughs> no, but the explanation marks, several of them are implied, I think. So, And it's clearly written, written in block capitals. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have drained yeah. one of his precious life fluids. Yeah. Not in a sex way. We'd be delighted to know. Oh, but anyway, my my theory is that she's mega pissed at Obi Wan Kenobi, and that she was expecting him to be there to have a big old um, threesome with Vader. She turned down his assistance. She rebuffed him. She didn't rebuff him. She did. She mm. sent him into the catacombs so that you know he can he can see. I can I can wear that. She's like, oh, I've got him secured inside. Cute. Cut to loads of dead stormtroopers. Like really. <laughs> I see that. I think that she thinks that he was going to be waiting for her and they were going to go and he was going to be starting to fight Fader and then she would go, ha ha! Stab him in the back. Stab him in the back, yeah. yeah. And he didn't do that. Instead he went, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> and by, left, her, left her alone. By the way, rookie mistake by Viva, I think. If you're going to try and hit Vader from behind, don't ignite the lightsaber and then swing and it. Then swing it. Yeah. You've, yeah. you've warned him that... The ignite lightsaber. it into his back. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, 100%. You should have aimed for the head. <laughs> yeah. That's not the line, is it? You no. should have gone for the head. Should have gone for the head. Fuck. <laughs> Stop getting Thanos wrong. Oh, I've got to hand my MCU gun and badge now. This is ridiculous. And six stones I found lying around. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think happened. I also think that that uh, that conf- confrontation between Fader confrontation, confrontation <laughs> between Fader and Reva, I wonder if that could have 
I think we all knew that he was going to see it coming. And I wonder if that could have been better rendered dramatically with him saying something to her as she sneaks up, you know, along the lines of, don't even fucking try it. Mm. In fact, that would have been a great line. Or maybe, <laughs> yeah. or maybe he could have said, maybe he could have said, <laughs> Kenobi. Oh, for the love Kenobi. Of time. Kenobi. <laughs> That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I hate uh, you both. <laughs> but I, it has to be said. It has to be said. And I do think, you know, not to not to be pissing all over Jeremy Harold chips, but like I feel like some of the the dialogue is just workmanlike. Like it, it feels like there's no art to it. And I'm not gonna be there was a part of me that was like, George, come back, all is forgiven. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just like, but I felt that even George like managed to nail some of those kind of key moments. Like this dialogue never, well, I was going to say never. It didn't always sparkle. I think that's fair to say. But generally speaking, like he had moments that were just perfect. Mm. And part of it's down to the performance. Like Han Solo doesn't like, Harrison Ford does a lot of heavy lifting in those fucking films. But mm. even in the prequels, there are moments where it kind of lands, it kind of works. And I just felt here that the dialogue... You know, it did the job. It got you from A to B, but there was no flair to it and there was nothing really memorable. Like, no one is quoting this fucking series. And Having said that, if they're all quoting Kenobi, <laughs> maybe we'll quote this from fucking top to bottom. Who knows? You know, the bar is quite low. Does Darth Maul have any other great signature lines? I need something I can Skywalker, Skywalker. Yoda. I, I, need, I need something I can Was it from the both? musical episode? I... I, I <laughs> I'm going to gently push back on... Yes, there's a lightsaber I see before me. <laughs> I, I, I hate you so much. I, I, I couldn't have. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. <laughs> Kenobi! Fear leads to anger, leads to hate, leads to suffering! Kenobi! This is great! We should record this. Yeah. Phantom Menace the musical. (laughs) (sighs) And breathe. I'm going to gently push back on the whole... uh, Force push back? (laughs) I'm going to gently force push back on the whole um, Vader Viva moment because mm-hmm. okay. I do I did like how that played out in terms of the whole uh, 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 aside from the whole ignite lightsaber swing thing which is mm-hmm. terrible you knew that Vader stopped it without first without, without you know seeing his hand being outstretched and then he turned and like you no know, he was wise to use you against me which I liked I thought that was a good line yeah yeah top Vader in Todd Federer, good, good Fader dialogue, I would yeah. say, in this episode. Yeah. One thing like that, that I was speaking to Chris Lupton from our office about, he said that he felt that Vader is really frightening in this, that he yes. has like a real... I'm not feeling that, though. I, I get it. I get it. I absolutely get it. And to the point where, and I, you know, I know that Riva is a character who has a compelling backstory, but I, I think this episode kind of rams home a point I made last week, that, yes, the Inquisitors are great in the blur blur, but... I don't think you needed them in this season at all. No. That it really should have been, never send an Inquisitor to do a, a Darth's job, yeah. is what I'm saying. That he could have got this job done much more quickly than Reva and the fifth brother. But this is the thing, around. right? He sends her in. To, it's like, go and do it yourself, dude. Like, you don't need any of this storm Just go and do it yourself. It's clearly a one-man army. But... I, I think the thing with this is that they have made him sinister in this by giving him hugely OP, a hugely OP power set. Do you know what I mean? Like they're massively OP one Kenobi, if you will. Uh, he like he's massively overpowered, and that's what makes him frightening. You can't touch him because mm-hmm. you can't get close to him because he seems to be omnipotent, 
omnipotent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient <laughs> and omnipotent. Omnipotent. Uh, you know, like, and and that's why he's frightening because, like, he can see he see things before they happen. Uh, he, he can see what you're going to do before you do it. He can stop you. He doesn't even need to use a lightsaber because he can apparently break dance around you when you're trying to hit him. I did uh, like her her uh, attempt to get him, by the way, where her, her, her strategy seemed to be involving falling over. It was very much the Ficka fallen Bob Mortimer style of trying to attack the Dark Lord of the Sith. Well, hold on. I'm going to put some respect on Viva's name here because she is, I mean, we haven't, I guess, seen as much of it, as much of just as I would have liked. But she is formidable in her own right. It's just that Vader is on a whole other level. And she does fight with a lot of heart. It's just that it's impossible because he's Vader. Yes, he is. But the kind of the point I'm trying to make is like, in the original films, like, he's not showy. Vader isn't showy. He's just, he's hardcore, but he's very minimalist. He fights one-handed. He's never, never showy. And in this and in Rogue One, they make Vader showy. And they're like, throwing all these spectacular powers. Like, he doesn't need it. Like, he had menace just through strength of personality uh, and the thing he had phantom menace yes he <laughs> had all of that like he just dripped with it that's one he's why he's one of the greatest screen villains of all time and I just think you don't need him to be fucking break dancing all over the place like he's, I think keep it low key and it's more effective he's so, never, you, so you would have rather him just go for his lightsaber immediately and end the fight in two seconds no, not even that. But like, you know, all of this, like he's playing, whether he's blocking this, he's blocking yeah. that, he's shifting around, he's walking backwards. He's like, honestly, if you put like a dance track against that, and it's, like, it's <laughs> sure. a hot news, throwing shakes <laughs> left, right and centre. It's happening already. It yeah. is, it's like fucking fabric in there. I can feel it. I, can feel it. <laughs> I fucking love that. It was just, it just underlined how ridiculously powerful he was. That he didn't even need to use a lightsaber. That he's you know using the force to block to raise the, the hit her own lightsaber, push her back, all the sort of things. I, I I got a massive kick out of that. I'm glad you liked it. I am glad you liked it. Yeah, uh, you know, he's never been scarier than he is in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, where you can see that his own people are just shit scared of this guy. <laughs> yeah, but let's not forget, of course, in A New Hope, that he's you know he's basically just seen as. A, a, a lackey yeah he's a henchman know, isn't yeah. he and he's just standing around the background to the point where they can disrespect him yeah you know and then the mouth off to him but in The Empire Strikes Back he's terrifying everyone's like oh shit better not say anything because Vader force chokes us from <laughs> miles away where would you rank the Vogue One scene in terms of Vader's scariness I don't like that Rogue no One I'm not a fan of it either I, I, it just it reeks of fan service and indeed reshoots uh, but it just feels like something yes. that was tacked on at the end to look a bit cool. And look, it does look a bit cool, but it goes back to what I was saying. He doesn't need to be showy. Vader, Vader never needed to be made scary. He was already fucking terrifying. Mm. He didn't need that. I don't think that scene was in Gareth Edwards. I might, I might be wrong about this. There might have been absolutely a, a version of that. Oh, it almost certainly wasn't. Mm -hmm. Although I, Gareth I, Edwards is, of course, in that scene, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, that maybe indicates that it was in Gareth Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, so because he, he's, he's the guy who closes the door, isn't he? Is he? Hmm. All right, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? This thing you say about, in that scene, Vader being blocked by a door, I don't understand because it's the rebels who are stopping him and allowing the other guys the chance to get away. But they close the door, the door is closed, and then Vader stands there and watches the ship go away. By the time Vader gets there, the ship is already out of range, though. Oh, but out of range of what? As we have established, he can happily pull a spaceship out of the sky using the Force. <laughs> Yes, but I still think that that particular ship was out of the Oh, I see. Of it. That particular <laughs> ship. So size matters not except when it does matter. No, 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 okay, no, 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 it's not about size, it's about distance. Like the ship which was about to take off in this episode 
for as large as it is, it's still close enough for Vader to catch it. Again, I'm going back to my his his force meter was was low uh-huh. yeah. after having spiked all those <laughs> guys with his lightsaber. Yeah, the so, cursor would have greyed out a little just to show that it was yeah. out of range of his powers. He would have needed mm-hmm. to like eat a chocolate bar or something. <laughs> the cursor? Are you playing games on PC all of a sudden, not PS Five? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. The cursor. <laughs> I'm going back to 1977 for Utrefax, that's what it is. All right, okay. Well, listen, there's still a lot to talk about. We haven't got listener questions. Well, we have. We haven't tackled them yet. So Mm. let's take uh, some listener questions and maybe they will tackle some of the things we haven't talked about. We haven't really talked about Leia much, for example, in this episode. I quite liked her. I I, I must admit, for all my issues I've had with that character, when she comes strolling forward and said, I'm going to need a ladder. I was like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. That was a nice Mm -hmm. line. Yeah. It wasn't a, a great Leia episode, but I don't think that was his focus. This was the focus no. this week was was Reva. I, I enjoyed both those Reva conversations with Obi Wan, by the way. The uh, where he's mm. trying to he's trying to help her. There was that. It was a there was a Battle of the Five Armies kind of f- vibe about that talking through the door. Although it's funny, like he puts his hand on the door, like he's going to communicate with the Force, and then just proceeds to shout through the door. But <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, whatever floats your boat. What's that you say, Reva? You wish to betray Darth Vader? I couldn't hear you. What? <laughs> to which she says, Kenobi, are you listening? <laughs> I've had a revelation. <laughs> it's time for a Vader assassination. I Kenobi. I feel like I need to apologise to all the listeners. This is probably my Kenobi the musical is a hundred percent a thing that has to happen. Mm. Kenobi. Ian nine nine nine, which is probably the number a month of dialing right now. Nine nine nine. What's your emergency? Two fucking dickheads. <laughs> are singing Obi-Wan Kenobi songs at me in a Bob Booth studio. We'll send some people over right away, sir. Uh. Ian999, one for the next Obi-Wan special. Is the show deliberately echoing the first six movies? Episode chapter one, uh, part one, Ian, Mm -hmm. come on now. Episode part one has a couple of Jedi hiding out in Tatooine while being pursued by the Emperor slash Sidious's agents. Mm. Episode part two has Obi-Wan undertaking some non-taxing detective work. Episode part three features a confrontation between Obi-Wan and Fader, which results in one of them getting burned. How to get burned! <laughs> and episode part four revolves around rescuing Leia from an Imperial base. As we talked about last week, there were many similarities between Part 4 and New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian hadn't seen Episode 5 at the time of writing, but he says, I can only assume it features Obi-Wan hanging out in a swamp with Yoda. No, <laughs> but what it did involve was a bunch of rebels hiding in an underground base while the Imperials try to get in from outside. And then it finished with the bad guys winning and the good guys on the verge of mm-hmm. ultimate defeat. He may be onto something. He might be onto yeah. something. See, this is the first that hadn't even occurred to me. But actually, when you were saying, that, I was thinking, you know what? Is this deliberate? Is it happenstance? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Mayhap it be happenstance. <laughs> With a two, do you think this? <laughs> is that the Fairly. <laughs> By my trout. <laughs> I get the sense that happen starts is not a word that comes out of your mouth very often, James. I don't know. I say all kinds of stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't think this is the 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 uh, raison d'être of each of each episode, or indeed the season as a whole. Um, but I think that he might be onto something. So if that is the case, if that is the case, then can we expect someone to I don't know strangle a hut next week? Can we expect someone to? 
fall into the Sarlacc? Can we, what can we expect? If they, uh, are they going back to Tatooine next week, for example? Is, yes. that, is that where you think they're going? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, I can't remember what episode of the pod I said this, but basically Vader has a scar uh, when we see him in the movies. When we saw him putting on uh, his armor in the show, he hasn't got that scar yet. So maybe episode six, that's when we see it. Oh God, I hope not. But yeah. Because we're going to get Vader versus Kenobi and you say that that Kenobi's going to win this battle. But this is the whole point. Like, at this point, Kenobi cannot win yeah. because they've decided to amp up Darth Vader's power <laughs> to the max. Mm-hmm. So at this point, unless... No, 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 no. Oh, he's going to be infused with... What the fuck Sorry. is that? Sorry. Unprofessional. <laughs> Unprofessional. <laughs> Mute that shit, motherfucker. It's been Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm shaming you. <laughs> what for having a PC? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's wrong with a PC? What's wrong with a PC? Where do you want to begin? <laughs> so Obi Wan's going to be infused with notes of Qui Gon Jinn. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, he's going to take a big old swig of gin next week. The, the gin's going to give him three yeah. wishes. Yes, mm-hmm. and one and of them will be make me as powerful as yes, <laughs> so I can kick this motherfucker's ass. However, however. I don't think I don't think they're going to Tatooine because they can't go to Tatooine well I've said this before there's no way that Leia will know that he's Obi-Wan Kenobi (laughs) but it makes no sense I mean they're clearly going to Tatooine but it's fine because there is as as we know there's no way they could possibly make Tatooine boring so that's uh, (laughs) uh, she may be going to Tatooine despite the sucking chest wound But it's okay, because lightsabers, as we know, cauterize the wound. That's true, they do. So as, as the lightsaber goes in, it's actually pleasingly sealing itself up. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. She might be going to Tatooine. If she is, she might have an ulterior motive. Doesn't mean Obi-Wan's going to Tatooine. Doesn't mean Fader's going to Tatooine. They might end up in somewhere else. Perhaps, should I suggest, the planet of Naboo. <laughs> You start thinking you're so better than the Gungans? That's a lot in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jar Jar the musical. That would be amazing. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Do you reckon anyone's still subscribing to this, this no, podcast at this point? I think we're just talking to ourselves now. And, and, the, and the 999 number that yeah, I'm on dialed a few minutes ago and it's just like trying to leave him on the line to establish his location. Oh That's pretty much what it is. Okay. I'm not going to say this is 100% what's going to happen next week, but I think that Obi-Wan and Fader are going to go somewhere else first. Corfu. Maybe Corfu. Down a few beers with the lads. <laughs> Nick a few points. Wouldn't it be great if they just sat down and hashed it out? <laughs> but I was mad at you. But I was mad at you. Oh my god! And they just have a big old hug. Yeah, because they got on so well in the blur blur. You'd think that they'd mm-hmm. be able to patch it up. So so well. But yeah. So I think they. I, I just cannot see them ending up on Tatooine because then if Fader ends up on Tatooine, doesn't he sense? Well, they didn't sense Leia, so I guess mm. maybe he doesn't sense Luke. But the end of the episode makes you think that Luke is in peril in some way. But we know, we, I mean, he's we know asleep. He can. He seemed fine. <laughs> but we know yeah. he can't be in peril. We know he can't be in peril. It's a very ominous ending. Is it? It's, yes. it's a child dreaming peacefully in his bed. They got 
clearly Obi Wan is Obi Wan troubled <laughs> by something. Good grief! Um, he's troubled by something, and then they sort of zoom in on Luke's face. They do sleeping, an ominous sleeping child. It's, it's, it's ominous. Yeah, have you got that vibe? I did not. <laughs> uh, all right, should we have some more questions? Sure. Uh, Please. Mr. Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson, Mr. Chris underscore T. Clearly, Obi-Wan lightsabers are more clumsy and random, more <laughs> random than a blaster. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi in the pocket of big lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> also, what was the deal with all those lightsabers that were arrayed uh, just, just sitting there. Were they all from all the dead Jedi? Like, yeah, who are they? That's the that's the impression I got. But where, like, when did these Jedi die, and where did they get the lightsabers from? That's what I wondered. I wondered if maybe they'd been left behind by Jedi who had used the path to go uh, to go and a just, hiding and just left them and just gone. I'm not going to use it anymore. Yeah, it's fine. Don't need it. But that's it. Is a bit of a giveaway. Like, if you're a Jedi in hiding, carrying a mm. lightsaber, probably not a great mm. idea. You got to bury it in the desert that's along true. with your poo. <laughs> that's like, exactly right. Yeah, like Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do make a good point in that Obi-Wan buried his lightsaber. But for Jedi to part with it entirely, I don't know. I like my <laughs> Jedi dying theory better than a Jedi leaving their lightsaber behind completely. But then if a Jedi has died, then how come yeah. they're there? This is a this is a path. This is a, a safe place. This is a safe haven for Jedi's to... Or Jedi, sorry, is the correct plural of Jedi, <laughs> uh, to pass through. Mm-hmm. So... I, I think that's what's happened. And I also bet that some mega nerd, even more than us, <laughs> you know, has probably looked at those lightsabers and identified which Jedi <laughs> they belonged to. Oh, I'm sure they have. Probably. Amon clearly is not that man. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so where does this take place in terms of um, Cal thingy from what's it? Cal thingy, Cal Cestus. Cal Kestis? I can't remember. It, this is the same timeline. It's because the Inquisitors and Second Sister and all that. Yeah. So might one of those be his? Or perhaps he gives up in Star no, Wars. His, 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 is, his is very distinctive because it's all fucked up, isn't it? Like it's half yeah. broken. So yeah. that I would have recognized. Well, I mean, we, we've now fixed it by the end of the yeah. game. but Massively fixed it. Double-bladed. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he definitely needed so that fun. double-bladed thing to defeat Triller at the end. Look That's cool, one, of the, one of the hardest boss fights I've ever had but yeah then Fader comes in he's terrified yeah. what the <laughs> would fuck would be wise to surrender I, I, I surrender immediately <laughs> I must admit that is quite cool that is quite cool let the See, record reflect that James Dyer just said a Star Wars thing is cool I think many Star Wars <laughs> things are cool this is my entire problem with Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> uh, Maria I'm going to get your name wrong here Maria Maria Damkiar M. Damkiar on Twitter how do you feel about Ewan McGregor in this role? How do you think? What do you think of his performance? <laughs> that good, huh, lads? I, I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's very good. You know, I don't. It's not the show that I was expecting it to be. If I'm honest, the, the show the show that I thought it was going to be was this deep, deep character study of Obi Wan Kenobi. And instead, we're getting little character beats that are being snatched amidst all the the mayhem and the yeah. the hubbub. Yeah, no, that and I the agree with. Like since episode three, there hasn't really been much character progression on Obi Wan's part, and that is a problem. Especially given the end of episode three, you think that's a really 
good opportunity to jump off into a deeper exploration, given that that's his first confrontation with Anakin as Vader. That's a huge, huge thing. But as I said last week, episode four practically skipped through that. And episode five, while it does give us a little bit in the Anakin-Obi-Wan flashbacks, we still haven't gotten, again, character progression as much as I wanted. Because we do get, I guess, a little bit in that he, he immediately sort of takes charge when he realizes that Vader has tracked them. He sort of makes a plan to say, what well, we can hope we can, we can get away if we sort of stick together and do this, this and that, and do extra strips. That was good. Um, but yeah, I, I want, I want, I wanted more at least from from this stage in the series. We've only got one episode to go. I wanted mm-hmm. more from Obi Wan in terms of just a character study than we've gotten so far, and I feel like that's been halted since Episode Three in a big way. Mm. Again, I said this last week, but imagine if they actually committed to doing this as a sort of really, really slow burn, Better Call mm. Saul style. <laughs> you know, look at how this guy transforms over years mm-hmm. from what he is now. Which is a man, I'm, I've been corrected. Apparently, Hugh McGregor is 51. Mm. Uh, so clearly, ready for the knacker's yard. Because I was going <laughs> mid 40s is not old, but 51? Yeah. No, forget it, pal. Yeah. You're over yeah. the hill. Yeah. But, but you know, seeing how then he becomes yeah. the Alec Guinness Obi Wan. Because the reason why I say that that's like a, in some ways, a big moment for him in terms of taking charge. Episode two, Obi Wan wouldn't really be concerned about it. He, he will still be just all about Leia. I need to save Leia, I need to get Leia back. That is all I'm concerned with, to the point now where he's now willing to step up to a degree and say that I'm going to take charge, I'm going to help you get away. That yeah, was, but he still, I still think he makes a decision to run at the end of the episode. Run, Luke, mm. run. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually would fit in. Like he's, he's always telling people to run away. Run away! It's he runs less, away at the end I mean, of the episode. It's, it's funny, but it's also so getting people to safety is the things, the he part that I'm focusing on. They don't need on. him. They, I mean, they, they're they're safe. They're in the bank. They've got their bus fare home. They're good. Mm. Although they should have mm. t- probably taken the ship that had the hyperdrive working yeah. <laughs> rather mm. than the one that didn't. I would also mm. say, given that they have a ship with a broken hyperdrive, and even if they didn't, the fact that the Star Destroyer just lets them get away is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Just sits there. There's only one ship leaving the planet. Star Destroyer goes, no, it's fine. You know, we're just it's here. there it's to destroy good. stars, not spaceships. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, just a couple of real last quick questions because we're going to do Miss Marvel after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jamie, J. Allison31 says, I know stormtroopers are notoriously bad at shooting, but how did they not hit anyone from 10 yards? <laughs> well, they did. They hit, they hit Tala. Yeah, but yeah. it took them a long time. Yeah, she was basically going, cooey, hit me, hit me yeah. over here. And then she's like, ages to die, as, as James points out. Uh, on a more positive note, I often watch Star Wars. That's good. Oh, there's more. <laughs> and think, why didn't you just use the Force? So I enjoyed Fader with the ship and his fight with Reva. There you go. There you go, Amon. That's one for you. Thank you. Matt Brown, Tederick on Twitter. While I think the odds that a trip to Naboo to visit our old pal Jar Jar have dropped precipitously, <laughs> what do you think the chances are that Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan makes one last Hail Mary attempt to turn Anakin, Anakin! back to the good side? In Return of the Jedi, Darth, Darth, mentions that Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, once thought that there was still good in him, but at no point in this series, or Revenge of the Sith, did that happen. Yeah, I don't think that's in the cards. Um, Obi-Wan has seen Vader murderize people at this point. I, I don't think another speech about uh, trying to turn him is in the cards. It's when that Vader-Obi-Wan competition happens, I think it's going to be just like... Let's go. I'm going to draw my lightsaber properly this time. 
and uh, yeah, we're gonna. I, I I do genuinely wonder where they're gonna what they're gonna do in that regard with this with this final episode because I I kind of feel like I don't know how you now have Obi Wan and Vader face off again now that Vader has gone full you know level ten cheat <laughs> cheat code force powers yeah. I just don't know how you have them face off and Obi Wan who can barely hold a lightsaber at this stage and make the little noises obviously <laughs> but how do you do that because if Vader now doesn't do any of the shit he did this episode it feels disingenuous. And if he does do it, then everyone dies in seconds. So that's a good point. Interested to see what they do with that. A Ste9hen didn't have a question this week. He just uh, sent me a screenshot of a question he sent me on the 29th of May, in which he said, do we think that Inquisitor Reva could be one of the students at the start? And that reason she's driven to find Obi-Wan is because he abandoned them and because she's driven by an obsession to get revenge against Vader and finding Obi-Wan will get her an audience with him. I mean... Yes, yes, <laughs> you may be onto something there. The 29th of May, and he says, hi, not really a question, but I was right for a change. So there you go. Well it's so rare for me to be right. I don't think I've been right about anything. They call me Mr. Q says, we now see why Hayden was cast. Uh, although given how much effort they put into de-aging Hamill in Mandalorian, you'd think they'd give it a go here. It is interesting. So I, I do think well, it's Hamill's between... Well, Hamill's not really de-aged, is he? That's, 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 that's completely, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a face swap. That's a CG mm. thing, yeah. Um, so we think that this is between this is after Attack of the Clones this is between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the yeah, Sith yeah it has to be doesn't yeah. it because he's it's it's prior to Revenge of the Sith because he's he's not he's still a Padawan he's not a, a and the hairstyles are different the hairstyles yeah, he's are still got the little there. ponytail and the, his, his learner's mm -hmm. braid thing or whatever it is mm -hmm. and the last question comes from John Neal underscore UK as if Bail Organa would be that stupid I mean that did cross my mind <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, I haven't really stopped at any of my other sort of slightly petty quibbles with this, but that did irritate me. It's like the, just, just relentless stupidity on the part of certain characters. We have a, I have a secret plan and a secret person hidden away, so I'm just going to leave you a voicemail with all of the relevant information in it and and com make myself complicit in this whole thing. It's just like, mate, come on. Mm. We okay. haven't yet seen a Star Wars message where someone goes, "Sorry, I'm going through a tunnel." <laughs> Well, I suppose that was it at the end, wasn't it? She's trying to get, what, Ta Tatooine, but boy, oh, sorry, oh, this reception is terrible. I mean, to a point, yes, I agree with you, but he expects Obi-Wan to have that thing on him at all times. And all Kumail Nanjiani had to do is keep the thing in his pocket. It's Why did Obi-Wan give it to him? Obi-Wan can have because he's going out to presumably at this point meet with the Viva and Darth Vader. He doesn't want to get caught with the damn thing in his pocket. Well, now doesn't it fall? Doesn't he drop it accidentally? Like it? it like, no, he gives no, it to when Kamel. he gives it to him. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you meant out of Kamel's. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. yes, he does. He, well, I think yeah. he's, he thinks he's going to be arrested. So, and they're yeah. going to nick all this stuff off him anyway. Exactly. So he passes it all over. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes a certain amount of sense. But again, delete the fuck. I mean, again, that sort of thing. That sort of like little, like communicator plot drivey device thing it felt like okay I see what you've done there but I can't help feeling where whether you could have sat down and spent half an hour you know spitballing a more sophisticated bit of story transition and I know that these shows are broad in terms of their audience like they're aimed at kids as well as adults but I do think kids aren't stupid and you don't need to make it bamboozling I think you can make it internally consistent and not sort of clunky in terms of the plot devices while still making it universal in its appeal um, so McClunky McClunky <laughs> that one's on me thank you yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it yeah. we shall see what happens we shall see what happens uh, one last point I want to make uh, is that the process for appointing a Grand Inquisitor seems to be fairly short not a lot of admin 
Yeah. Not a lot of HR. She simply gets a badge. Yeah, like a Blue Peter badge. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd be a little bit disappointed with that. Do I, you know, can we at least talk salary? Can we talk <laughs> benefits? How many days a year holiday do I get from hunting down Jedi? It's like, well, you get to travel the galaxy and kill people in interesting and exciting destinations. <laughs> I'm in. Amon is in, my God. We've converted Amon to the yeah. to the dark well, I mean, side. After this podcast, I want to kill this <laughs> immediately. Absolutely Good fair. Please. There you go. <laughs> Take your weapon and strike <laughs> me down. Strike me down. <laughs> Take your father's place by my side. <laughs> you want this? <laughs> Me's a liking this. I'm afraid. The deflector shield will be quite operational by the time your friends arrive. Your overconfidence is your weakness, Amon. <laughs> your, your faith in this podcast your is yours. <laughs> God. We can do this all day, can't we, Chris? <laughs> yes, James. Sadly, we can. <laughs> but we do have to do a Miss Marvel podcast, so let's, let's get on to that. Uh, that is it for this week's Obi-Wan Kenobi Part five, spoiler special. I think we've done our predictions for next week, right? We've done our predictions. Qui-Gon Jinn, yes. Oh Jar Jar Binks, no. Yes, no. Tatooine, yes. <laughs> Naboo, no. It's a big shame. No Yoda, no any, many other major cameos. you expecting anyone to show up? No? no? All right. Join us next week for more Obi-Wan Kenobi related fun. In the meantime, it's time to say goodbye to my two colleagues of such lethal cunning, Amon Warman. Peace. Peace be unto you, my friend. Peace. <laughs> that was boss. Nice. Boss Nass. Yes. Last line. Like last line of the Phantom Menace. What's the last line of? Peace. What's the last line of uh, Attack of the Clones? Five stars. <laughs> Pecan. This clone war has. And you get the little Imperial March. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the last line of Revenge of the Sith? No. <laughs> Do you know what? I think it is. <laughs> I think it may well be. Anyway, this oh. has been a fun quiz. Uh, it's goodbye from James Dyer. Kenobi. I'm good. I'm 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 getting I'm getting the scene out right now, so you guys can actually hear what it's supposed to sound like. Hold on, can I play it? Do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, go you on. Okay. So. Might want to put your microphone at the uh, at the speaker of your quite <laughs> lamentably shitty PC. Shut up about my PC. All right. Hold on. See ya. Maul is searching for Kenobi at this point. Has this man seen the Phantom Menace? All right, sorry, okay, sorry. Is he doing Leia? That is what I was doing. I'm not, not being funny, that sounds absolute shit. Oh, shut up! <laughs> You are the worst! <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. It's not, it's awesome! You guys are the worst! Oh my gosh, end this podcast! Oh, I think our version's better. <laughs> you were right about one thing, Master. The time Kenobi the musical spent on Broadway was short. Thanks for listening, see you next time, bye. 